Welcome to Theology Matters. This is a podcast that applies theology to everyday life. This podcast is a ministry of Bible Baptist Church of Sotus. I'm your host, Pastor Nick Boothman. With me today is the one and only Pastor Jay Riggleman. He's a senior pastor of Bible Baptist Church of Sotus. Welcome, Pastor Jay. Well, thank you, Nick. It's good to be back with you again. Our topic today, we're talking about forgiveness. Uh, this is something that, as everybody knows, it's easier said than done. Um, there's a lot of confusion about forgiveness, just the way we live, and there's just a lot to talk about. Let's just say that. There's a lot to talk about. So we're jumping into forgiveness. Uh, hopefully this will be helpful for everybody as we think through this. And just start with a question. So, uh, Pastor Jay, why do you think forgiveness is so hard? Like, this is something we struggle with, right? Why, why is this so hard? Yeah, it is, Nick. It's something that uh, we as believers struggle with, and even people in general. And I think it's because uh, forgiveness, really true forgiveness, takes a lot of effort, a lot of uh, mental uh, intensity and emotion. Because often when we're talking about forgiveness, it's connected to things like neglect or betrayal or abuse or harsh words that people used against us or just deep wounds from the past. And for me, addressing forgiveness is so much more than just saying, hey, Nick, I'm sorry I was late today. Please forgive me. It's so much deeper than that for so many people. So it's really hard because it brings up um, some really painful things from the past. Yeah, that's a good point. Especially something I hear a lot. It, we we tend to um, downplay forgiveness. I think when somebody hurts us, sometimes our first reaction is, "Well, it's not that big of a deal. It's okay. Don't worry about it." But I mean, when some somebody does something wrong, like it it genuinely hurts us. It it's a big deal. Like it is a big deal. And like you said, like you know things hurt deeply and people sin against us and we sh- we should take that seriously. Absolutely. And again, as believers, we love the concept of forgiveness and, and we'll talk a little bit about that, what it means for God to forgive us. So we love that, uh, that idea. We love that doctrine uh, of forgiveness, but when it comes down to the human level, person to person, it gets really complicated. It gets really messy. I'm reminded of what C.S. Lewis said about forgiveness. He said, everyone says that forgiveness is a lovely idea until they have something to forgive. Until it comes into your world, um, forgiveness uh, can be something out there that we want to embrace or think others should embrace. But when it becomes personal, it's really hard. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, So forgiveness is hard. We've established that, right? (laughs) Yeah, it is. I think we all agree. Uh, Forgiveness is hard. Um, what about the Bible? So we, we know there's a lot of teachings out there and, and people, uh, there's, there's a lot of, especially in pop psychology, like there's a lot of advice about how to forgive. What does it look like? What does it mean? Um, all those things. So we're trying to go with, with what the Bible says. We're trying to see what God says about how we should forgive. What does that look like? So, um, what does biblical forgiveness look like? What, what do you find in the Bible? What does it tell us to do? Yeah, I want, I want to dive into that, but before we do that, I, I think this really is important because when it comes to biblical forgiveness, uh, there's a couple things that I see often with people, even in my own life, 
as it relates to forgiveness is we often don't want to forgive because we we want to have that capacity to to hold something and leverage over other people so we don't always want to forgive and sometimes we we just simply don't know how to forgive uh, we we know it's something we should be doing but we really don't know how to apply it especially when it comes to these really harsh and intense and difficult things uh, so the bible does give us a glimpse into um, what forgiveness should look like and i want to start this way by just saying here's a couple things that um, biblical forgiveness is not <laughs> and and let's just push these things right out away right away right at the beginning first of all biblical forgiveness is not forgiving and forgetting God doesn't even do that. So that, as some people shy away from forgiveness because they think, oh, does that mean I have to completely forget this? Well, in many ways and in many situations, that's not possible. Biblical forgiveness is also not me just saying, I forgive you. That is not true biblical forgiveness. Um, and it's also not biblical forgiveness if it's just a one-way street. Uh, biblical forgiveness involves um, kind of two sides of it are two people in the, in the forgiveness process. And the model for that is what God has done for us. What does biblical forgiveness look like? How does God forgive is really where we should start. Don't you think, Nick, that's probably where we should start with, um, you know, biblical forgiveness? Probably. probably. Yeah. yeah, probably. Because on a human level, right, we, we may struggle with forgiveness, and even the way we define it or try to, to um, you know, implement it is going to be flawed. So it's probably good for us to st- start with uh, the godly example that we find in Scripture. So how does God forgive? One of my favorite verses that relate to the process of God's forgiveness is found in Psalm 32 and verse 5. And here's what the psalmist writes. He says, Then I acknowledged my sin to you, talking about God, and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. So primarily speaking, just right off the bat, biblical forgiveness is transactional. Transactional. Where the the psalmist is asking, David here is asking God for forgiveness. He's identifying specific sins against God. And when he confesses those sins, God transactionally forgives David for those sins. It doesn't say that God forgives first, then David asks for forgiveness. There is that process, that is that order, that is the biblical forgiveness. It's transactional. It starts with repentance and then it, it, it results in that forgiveness. Right, yeah. So you're saying when it comes to our relationship with God, we have to ask for forgiveness. He doesn't just grant it to everyone. That's correct. And although that sounds harsh to people, but that is, this is exactly what the Bible teaches. Uh, some of our listeners will be familiar with 1 John 1, 9, which says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all righteousness. It says, If we confess, then God will do this. So mm-hmm. there is that transaction, but the process starts with us. God is a forgiving, loving, gracious God, but he calls upon us to take ownership for our sin in the form of repentance. One other verse um, is in Isaiah 55 and verse 7, where Isaiah writes, Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord, and he will have mercy on them, and to our God, for he will freely pardon. 
What a great principle there that God will freely pardon us of our sins. But notice what happens first. We forsake, we turn, we confess, we acknowledge to God our sin, and then he freely pardons us. Yeah, that's good. So um, God wants, like God is offering, like willing, waiting to forgive our sins, right? Just like the prodigal son, like the father is waiting for us to come home. But it takes us to go to him. You mentioned Psalm 32, um, one of my favorite psalms. A lot of scholars think that that's part of David's uh, confession, repentance from, you know, that whole murder, adultery, Bathsheba thing. (laughs) That was a big deal. And in that psalm, like David is just describing, like his bones are wasting away, like just the effect that not going to God is having. And then he realized, okay, I need to go to God. I sinned against God. Like, this is what I need to do. So he goes and he's saying, when I did that, God forgave me. Like, he, he forgave me, like, 100%. Absolutely. That, yeah. Am I on and the right a, track? Okay. Yes, you're on the right track. And, and you, you see that restoration and that forgiveness and that freedom that's there. That's really what should be kind of the end result that we're looking for when it comes to forgiveness and, and repentance and those kind of things. Because... It would really lose its meaning and significance if God simply said to David in that moment of his adultery and the other things that he did, David, you don't even have to say anything. I forgive you for all that you did against me. That would really diminish uh, the power and value and integrity of forgiveness. But that's not what God does. That's not what God did in that situation. He didn't just say to David, I forgive you. Right. Um, So, yeah, right on. And um, so I I think most of our listeners will say, okay, yeah, I'm I'm with you. You you ask for forgiveness from the Lord and he forgives you. Um, Unless you have to have a little more to talk about that, it'd be good to transition to our relationships with other people because we say, okay, we have to go to the Lord for forgiveness, but I have these relationships in my life. And somebody hurts me, they sin against me, they do something legitimately bad, they do something wrong against me. And, you know, I want to forgive them, but they're not, it's, it's not a two-way street. Like, I, I want them to come to me and ask for forgiveness, but they say, well, I did nothing wrong. This, this wasn't my fault. No, I, th- this isn't my fault. This is actually your fault. And you look in scripture and you say, well, no, like, you like you did something, you have to ask for forgiveness and, and, you know, trying to wrestle through that of how do I need to forgive this person when they haven't asked for it? How do I handle that situation? That's a great question. And that's what (laughs) we want to get into. And, and so before I kind of address that a little bit, I do want to just back up just for a moment, because we talked about the, the kind of the model of the process that God has given to us in scripture of how he forgives but I think a good segue into what you just asked would be a couple uh, verses uh, of the words of Jesus found in Acts, not Acts, Luke chapter 17, verses 3 and 4. And, and notice what he says here. Jesus says, if your brother or sister sins against you, so what you were talking about, someone has done something against us. He then says, rebuke them, and if they repent, forgive them. And even if they sin against you seven times in a day and seven times come back to you, say, I repent, you must forgive them. Notice again the pattern here. Jesus said, if someone harms you, somebody hurts you, somebody does something against you, if they repent, 
he's encouraging us to forgive them. But there is a disclaimer there, if they repent. Hmm, interesting. So what you posed was, on a human level, how does it work for us as believers? Someone sins against us, and um, you kind of bring it up to them. Hey, you really hurt me with your words, and uh, or you hurt me with these actions, or you did this against me, and you have a legitimate hurt claim against them. Uh, they have done that against you. They're not denying that they didn't do it. They're, they're saying, yeah, I did. And you're waiting, and they don't say anything. Can you forgive them? I say no. You can be willing to forgive them, but you can't transactionally forgive them because they're not asking. So somebody listening might, uh, first of all, be kind of surprised by that statement. I think it's biblical, so we're, we have to unpack it. But uh, somebody might be su- surprised by that statement and also just have a lot of questions. Okay, so I don't have to forgive somebody if they don't ask me. What does that mean? Do I shun them? Do I, you know, treat them terribly? Like, you know, how do I, what does that mean for me to actually forgive them or not forgive them? How does that play into the, you know, I, I, what, what do you say to that? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I did use those uh, harsh words that you don't have to forgive them. So let me, I still believe that, but let me kind of rephrase it a little bit by answering this question. What if someone doesn't ask for forgiveness? What do I do in this situation? Well, what I would encourage people not to do is just kind of freely say or flippantly say, I forgive you, because that's not biblical forgiveness, because that's not really forgiveness on your end, and it's not really forgiveness on their end, because they're not asking um, for repentance and, and or seeking repentance um, to God, and they're also not seeking kind of that restoration with you. So in that case, I would say, no, you, you can't just automatically offer that. So what does that mean? Well, I think it, a couple things. Number one, the Bible does clearly command us to always have a spirit of forgiveness or a willingness to forgive. So if you have done something against me, it's true, it's factual, uh, you've been called out on it, but you, you won't ask for forgiveness. I shouldn't just say, Nick, I forgive you. Because maybe you're like, I'm not going to ask. I don't really want to. I meant it. I'm not going to do that. But let's say two weeks from now, you're like, you know what? The Lord really convicted me. I'm really sorry for what I did. Will you forgive me? I need to be willing at that moment to say yes. Because God will. So I need to have that spirit of forgiveness. Always ready to. Ready to forgive. But I, it, it, it's just, I, I know people mean well, but it's really not biblical just to throw out the words, I forgive you, I forgive you, I forgive you. Uh, we're letting people off the hook when we do that. Because what is that person learning from that experience? If I grant it and they feel no responsibility for what they did to God or to the other person, that's not biblical forgiveness. Because there is a goal in mind. The goal is to have change, have restoration as much as possible for that person to not do those types of things as often in the future because they have sought repentance. I, you know, David sinned after he committed adultery. But I do believe in my heart that when it came to relationships and even women in the future, he probably thought twice. Mm-hmm. 
because of that whole experience and the repentance, forgiveness that he went through with God and with other people, I would imagine. So another hard question. Um, I'm, I'm going to ask it, but it is a really hard question, something I struggle with. And I know a lot of people I talk to struggle with as well. Of You have somebody who has passed away. And, you know, you hear people say, well, you know, they've, they've done things against me. And obviously at that point, they don't have an opportunity to ask for forgiveness. But people will say, well, you know, I've forgiven them for what they did against me. What do you do with that? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go back to a previous answer, and then I'm going to turn it back to you because it sounds like you've had that uh, experience with people, and maybe our listeners would like to hear what you have to say as well. I'm sure they would. Um, but I think I would start with the, the idea of maybe trying to explain to them just, you know, big picture what biblical forgiveness looks like. And the fact that if someone has passed away, we really can't complete that process. But that person who's still alive could, um, in their heart, say, if that person was alive, I would be willing to forgive them. I think that's a place to start with. Because the person who has passed away, my saying, I forgive you, has no impact on them. But if I say maybe a little bit different terminology, I'm willing to forgive them, that will have a good impact on me. How about you? What, what, what would you do no, in that situation? Yeah, I, I agree. And I think um, behind that statement of, you know, somebody's passed away and I've forgiven them or I haven't forgiven them, um, you, you kind of have to go a little beneath the surface and see what else is lurking. Like, it, is there still bitterness? Is there anger? Like, are, are they showing the fruit of the Spirit? Because um, I think you have to work on those ting- things, too, because you can say, well, I've forgiven them or haven't forgiven them, but you still, um, you know, are, are very angry with them and bitter. And, you know, that flows into not only how you think about them, but also how you think about God. And I, I think you I, I think that is something that needs to be unpacked. But I think what maybe you're getting at is, um, you know, forgiveness when, forgiveness is often not always but often tied to reconciliation so the fact that they're not here anymore that that changes things right Right. but the important thing um and i liked your answer is okay where's your heart at and are you do you have a spirit of forgiveness towards them how do you how do you view them and how do you view those situations have you have you worked those out with the lord and yeah that's that's where I'd go. It's a, it's a hard one. That's a really hard one. It, it is because, you know, you got me thinking about the fact that the Bible also clearly teaches, and Jesus taught about this, um, and in Matthew 18, he had that powerful parable of the, uh, the king and the servant and that he forgave, and we're not going to read that. They, they can go back and read that in Matthew chapter 18. But the Bible clearly teaches that when we have tasted of the grace of God through Jesus Christ, um, we have been freely forgiven and that we are really told, commanded, that we should be extending forgiveness to other people's people. We don't have a right to um, withhold forgiveness from others. But let's keep this in context. It is not saying that I should freely forgive people who are not asking, but I should be ready to. 
Because let's say, you know, it's, a, it's a, an intense or painful situation like it's abuse. I'm not going to counsel someone who's been abused just to, you know, write down on a piece of paper, I forgive so-and-so and send it to him in the mail if that person has not asked for forgiveness. I would counsel them to say, write down on that piece of paper, I am willing, God, with your help, at any moment, if that person sincerely asked, that I would forgive them. Because that's what we're talking about here. That's what biblical forgiveness looks like. Because you can't really forgive somebody who doesn't ask, who doesn't seek that forgiveness. But you still can have that, that, that grace of forgiveness in your life based on what Jesus Christ has done for you. And what's, what's easier, what's harder? Is it easier to say to the abused person that you won't have contact with anymore, I forgive you? Or is it harder to say to them, if they really repent, I forgive you? Which one's harder? Right. In some situations, it's harder if that person actually repents and comes to you and says, forgive me. And I'm not saying that that means you, you forget about what's happened, you bring them back into your life. That's not what we're talking about here. But I think that's really harder to say, I transactionally forgive you. That's harder than, I forgive you. Because often when we say that, I'm forgiving you because it's for my betterment. Yeah, and I think that's... Uh... Moving on from a really hard topic, I, I think that's a good segue to um, a related uh, topic that's attached to this, but uh, a little different. Because so we've talked about you know the how, the the process, what is biblical forgiveness looks like. Well, even if we understand what it looks like, some people might be listening and just say, "I I can't like I I just can't do that. Like why would I do that? Like they hurt." me you don't know what they did to me you don't know you know everything i've gone through because of them like why should i forgive them and part of that too is a lot of times we attach um things that sound good advice that sounds good but it, it falls short of something that lacks really any meat or weight for you know for instance um a lot of times people will say you know the reason you need to forgive them is you just have to understand where they're coming from like, you just have to understand their point of view. Um, and you're like, well, that sounds good, but if they did something really terrible, I don't understand where they come from. Um, you know, or just put yourself in their shoes. Or, you know, sometimes people say you're only hurting yourself if you're not forgiving them. So, you know, there's a lot of advice that has some truth and sounds good, but what, what does the Bible say? Why should I forgive someone? Okay, well... Those things that you mentioned are definitely things that someone's going to have to work through um, in the process of forgiveness. And, and that's going to be a struggle. Uh, it's going to be uh, an ongoing uh, you know, part of the endeavor of forgiveness. But the Bible really directs us, if possible, to, to have our baseline to be this. And this baseline doesn't change for any believer but how it's applied in the situations that it's applied to are obviously going to be some more intense than others. But here's the baseline. Um, forgive one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. Ephesians 4.32. So, think about my offense 
Think about your offense against a holy God and what we really deserve and what we find through forgiveness in Jesus Christ. And we're like, wow. This, I deserve judgment. And God is giving me grace and he's perfectly holy. So now we try to make that the baseline of this person has done something incredibly harsh against me. But now they come to me and I'm not a holy person, you know, intrinsically holy like God. They come to me. But in this case, I'm innocent from what they've done against me. They admit their guilt against me. It seems like they're genuine in their repentance. As hard as it is, I need to start with, who am I to say no? Who am I to say no? Am I more offended, more hurt, more, um, you know, kind of pained from what they did to me than God is from what I have done to him? I don't think so. So it's not a competition. It's perspective. So I try to start with that perspective and go, okay, this is going to be really hard, but I'm going to start with what has God done for me and so how should I view that other person when they genuinely come to me? And that, that's what I mean. That's why I'm saying genuinely on purpose because it's not just they've hurt me, they've pained me terribly. I'm just going to throw that out there even if they don't ask. No. That's, that's kind of where I would start. Yeah, that's really good. And I think of uh, one of my favorite parables, the parable of the unforgiving servant, where just in our, you know, kind of uh, modern day currency where, you know, uh, uh, somebody owes a king probably millions and millions and millions of dollars. And then the king forgives him. I mean, it's amazing. Like he just, you can go free. And then that same person goes out, finds somebody who, you know, owes them maybe $10,000, a hundred denarii and just starts choking him like he doesn't understand how much he's been forgiven so he goes and he just you know punishes somebody and that's kind of the story that's attached to forgive others because god has forgiven you yeah and yeah yeah and you look at that contrast that example it's so powerful you came to god through jesus christ and so did i and we have the forgiveness of our sins. And one of the things that is kind of a benefit of that forgiveness of our sins is eternal life with God and the new heaven and new earth, right? Incredible. So I have the new heaven and new earth waiting for me because God graciously forgave me. Now somebody hurts me deeply, sins against me, but they're genuine and they come to me for repentance. And I'm like, no way. I'm going to make your life miserable for the rest of your life for what you did. Your existence on this planet is not going to be fun if you have any interaction with me. But I can't wait to get to heaven. Yeah. I mean, and there's, there is a section, uh, I forget the exact passage, where Jesus is talking about this kind of stuff, and it might be that Matthew 18, where he says, if you don't forgive someone who asks and repents, your Father in heaven will not forgive your sins. Interesting. Yeah, that's really intense. And that kind of goes back to, well, if you haven't, because the whole point of that parable is if you've really understood and tasted forgiveness, forgiveness will show up um, 
you know, if it shows up, I'm trying to remember which one's vertical. Yeah, if it shows up vertical, then it'll show up horizontal. And if it doesn't show up in your relationships horizontally, you have to go back and say, have I actually embraced this forgiveness? Do I actually understand this? And that's a sobering thing where, you know, it doesn't mean anytime you don't forgive, you're not a Christian, but you have to look at your heart and maybe take a step back and say, okay, I need to go just to, you know, sit and bask in the forgiveness that God has shown me. And one of the things that I like to do is just go um, and really study, like jump into the cross, like, and, and read and, and go into what happened to Christ because of us and all of those things, you know, Jesus in the garden, crying out to his father, like sweating blood like that. That is, that was the reality of the cross that he was going to, you know, the wrath of God, that cup laid on him because of us. And we have to say, well, well, that must be pretty intense then. That must, the wrath that's deserved to us, like what we deserve because of our sins, that's, that's a lot. So if that's forgiven, then that forgiveness is huge. And if that forgiveness is huge, what am I doing holding back forgiveness to other people? Right? Yes. Is that, absolutely. I'm on the right track. Uh, you're absolutely on the right <laughs> track. Yeah. That, that perspective well, Pastor Jay, I've really enjoyed our discussion on forgiveness. This is a big topic as we've uh, seen as we jump into this. So we're actually going to continue this next time on our next episode of Theology Matters. We're going to tackle uh, more about forgiveness. So please join us next time for our topic, Forgiveness Part 2. God bless. God bless.